Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6th and Sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harrison. Very happy to be here with you on this wonderful Red Friday. Next Friday at this time, I will be reporting to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today, I am here at a place just as warm, just as humid, Kansas City, Missouri. It is wonderful outside. Rob, I feel like we need to be doing the show outside. Me and you should have had a picnic. We should have been on a patio somewhere. This was some Western day drinking. Why are we at work today? Have you have you been outside and feel it feels like spring outside today? Can it be this way for the parade? Is there a way that we can like bottle this temperature up and in a couple of weeks on Valentine's Day when we are at the parade, can we keep this? Because you and I both know it's going to be 27 degrees the day of the parade. And snowing. You know there's going to be some sort of forecast for snow, rain, spitting, something or other. Just a miserable parade day is coming. So we got a lot to get into in today's show. Our guy Nate Taylor is going to join us in studio at 4 o'clock. We also are going to do a special Super Bowl edition of Beers with Pink. The beers that you need to have for your Super Bowl shindig for the function Jay Binkley's going to come in. We're going to drink beers. We're going to answer your six-pack of Super Bowl questions. It is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here. We'll talk about how today is a very special day in Chiefs history. But first. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. 913-586-7610. Call number six. One's a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They lovingly use 100% whole milk mozzarella, all organic tomato sauce with locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by Casey guys who both know and love pizza. So whether you're in the mood for maybe a full pie or just slices, doesn't matter. Be sure to visit them now at Pizza Pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock. Number two, I need you to tell one friend. You don't have to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City, and if you enjoy getting the best Super Bowl coverage, you know what I would appreciate you doing. Telling one friend to turn on 610 Sports Radio. Today is the four-year anniversary of this Third and 15 for the Chiefs from their own 35. And San Francisco leading by 10. 7-13 to go in the game. 
Seven guys drop back into his deep zone here for the 49ers. Four man rush, but those four are enough. Here they come. Mahomes stepping up. He's throwing long downfield for Tyreek Hill. Got it at the 20 yard line. And then spun down there. The first giant chunk of the game on third down and 15. And Mahomes guns it for 44 yards down to the San Francisco 21 yard line. Today is the four-year anniversary of the Chiefs winning their first Super Bowl since 1970. And as I saw this come across my timeline today, there were a couple of things that really stood out to me. And as we have, I would say, a sort of an extra show, and then once we get back on Monday, it is going to be full throttle as we get you guys ready for Super Bowl 58. I really started to think about a couple of things. Number one, I think this is the kind of win that has become to sort of define the Kansas City Chiefs over the course of this dynasty run, that they are never out of the game, and that time score situation just doesn't matter to this team. This team sort of built up that muscle over the course of this postseason. You remember, they start the Houston game. They're down 24 to nothing. They are then down to the Tennessee Titans early in that game. They are then down 20 to 10 late in the fourth quarter against the San Francisco 49ers. This team defied win probability. We all see this on ESPN. You see a certain percentage. Hey, 92% of the time this team wins. The Chiefs have sort of thumbed their nose and laughed at that every single time when you were talking about the run that they have been on for the last couple of years, that this team just has an ability to prove the naysayers wrong. Think about this game that's coming up next Sunday in Las Vegas, how they are once again an underdog and how good Patrick Mahomes has been historically when you are an underdog. He is arguably the best player that we have seen during this time where you are able to overcome what Vegas, what the computers tell you is the expected outcome for the game. I think that's really important to talk about today as we are four years removed from these two teams playing in the Super Bowl. Today is the anniversary. Another thing that really stands out to me as I watched the video earlier today is how calm Patrick Mahomes is in this scenario and how at that moment it is the biggest play of your life. Let's say that that ball falls incomplete. I know that it is a fourth down, but it feels like the entire game, your entire season is riding on this individual play. And the offense had really been struggling up to that point. You needed something positive to happen for the offense. You needed a spark. You needed a big play. You needed some positive momentum for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they get it. A special player in Patrick Mahomes made a special play connecting with another special player in Tyree Kill, and you could just feel the momentum start to roll from there. I would push back on anything that suggests that there is not momentum, and I know a lot of the data. We were talking about it earlier this week with the Detroit Lions and their decision to not kick the field goals in the second half against the San Francisco 49ers. There is this belief in the analytic community that momentum doesn't exist or that it doesn't matter. There's people playing. If you've been to a college basketball game, you have felt the effect of momentum. You have seen how the crowd has an effect on the game, how it changes the course of the game. I think you see that at the professional level as well, that once Kansas City was able to make that big play, it was almost like their offense just took a deep breath 
and they became the same offense that we saw over the course of the season. That is one of the five most prolific offenses in the history of the National Football League. So today we're going to bounce around and we're going to look ahead to next Sunday and talk present day. But four years ago, the Chiefs really started on this journey. And I know that we thought that Patrick Mahomes had a chance to be something special. It is something else to actually go out there and do it. And four years later, the Chiefs are undoubtedly a dynasty at this point. You have hosted six consecutive or five consecutive AFC championship games and you have played in six. This is your fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. Mahomes won an additional MVP and has gone to be hands-on the best player, best quarterback of his generation, has now cemented himself, at least in my opinion, from a resume standpoint, as the third greatest quarterback of all time. It has been a very, very wild ride these last four years following the Kansas City Chiefs. It was something, as you point out, today's the anniversary. I was thinking about that moment, and I remember – the year before when the Chiefs lost the Patriots, the general wisdom was they'll be back, they'll be back, they'll be back. But to that moment as a Chiefs fan, you had never experienced that level of joy, or at least a uh, Chiefs fan of my age. So four years ago, also an incredible weather day, by the way, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and it felt surreal. It felt like, I can't believe this is finally happening. It gets to happen to our city. It gets to happen to our team. It gets to happen in our town. It was all these feelings of, wow, it's really happened. Four years later, it seems like it's almost commonplace, but in a good way. Chiefs fans in the text line this postseason run were wildly optimistic. I was called the hater for fair reasons, but it was because optimism was abound. That was not the sensation four years ago and one day ago. It has changed the entire culture. It has changed the entire outlook of football in this town. The idea that you lose at home in an AFC title game, you look back at that Bengals game, people say, boy, that season was a failure. That's not how football was looked at until four years ago when Jet Chip Wasp happens, and suddenly the way we perceive the NFL changed basically overnight. Coming up in just a little bit, today is the four-year anniversary of the Kansas City Chiefs winning their first Super Bowl since 1970 over the San Francisco 49ers. And four years later, we are preparing for them to play in another Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers next Sunday at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Coming up, this is a sad day. If you've been listening to this show, you know how much I love the Rocky series. And today, Apollo Creed passed away. Rob, we got to pay respects to a legend. We got to pay respects to a goat coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. today if you've been listening to this show for some time you know how big of a fan of the rocky series i am it is my favorite movie franchise from the og first five rockies to even rocky balboa to the last three creed movies there is not a movie franchise that is more near and dear to my heart than the Rocky franchise. Today, it was announced of the passing of Carl Weathers. You may know him as Apollo Creed from the series. Now, one of my favorite takes that I have is that we have no understanding of how good Apollo Creed was in the Rocky franchise and that he is one of the most overrated champions of all time, Rob. Think back to the Rocky franchise. They're they're trying to tell me that he's Canelo Alvarez, that he's Terrence Crawford. That's what they want me to believe, that he's that guy. He is the best fighter in the world. Yeah, Rocky Balboa, a guy who's working in a meatpacking plant with just heart, will, and determination and the love of a woman that works at the local pet store. He is able to take the heavyweight champion of the world 15 rounds and get a split decision, you're not the champion. He then loses in Rocky 2. He's retired in Rocky 3, and then he dies in Rocky 4. This is one of my favorite debates, one of my favorite talking points. I love this movie franchise. Carl Weathers, RIP. I mean, you played in some of the great movies of our time. You're Apollo Creed. You're in Toy Story. You're in Predator. You're in Action Jackson. You're in Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore would still be learning how to putt if it wasn't for you. He would be out hustling, trying to get nickels and dimes out there on the driving range. But you helped give Happy Gilmore a complete game. You did it while being handicapped. You're a real inspiration. You only had one hand. The other hand was wooden. It got rolled over. Carl Weathers, you're a king. I wasn't prepared for this today when I woke up, Rob. I wasn't prepared for the passing of Apollo Creed. This wasn't how I planned on starting my day. Apollo, he was just in a commercial. Isn't he in the FanDuel commercial? Doesn't he pick Rob Gronkowski up? Rob Gronkowski is just randomly walking in the desert. I don't know where he came from. I don't know how he got there, but he's just walking in the desert. And all of a sudden, a god, an angel, comes and saves him and gives him a ride. 
and says, hey, I'll help you. I'll coach you the same way I coached up Happy Gilmore. I could coach up Rob Gronkowski so he could turn into Justin Tucker overnight. Rob Gronkowski for sure is missing that kick next week. For sure. How is he going to make it without the guidance of Carl Weathers? Without his encouragement? There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Carl Weathers. R.I.P. This saddens me. I'm hurt by this. Truly tragic day. He was in The Mandalorian, which I know you don't watch, but was his fantastic Star Wars show. He just... He pops up in all the good stuff. Little small role, dominates the role, moves on to the next. Carl Weathers, man. R.I.P. Someone said, see, Dad, you got it all wrong. He's going to make that kick for Chubbs. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I just don't... I don't, I don't know how he's... I don't know how he's going to make it these next week. Who's going to coach him? Who's going to be there for him? Rob, do you like Rocky three more or Rocky four? That's a good question. I like Rocky three more. Rocky four to me, it's just, it's just a series of montages. I don't even feel like it's a story in Rocky four. I mean, it makes you feel good, but it also just, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> like Rocky Four doesn't not, really make a lot of sense. How does it not make sense? They fight during Christmas. He fights over in Russia. He doesn't want to get paid. Yeah, he's doing it for his his fallen friend. His wife just doesn't know. She doesn't believe in him. The 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 storyline and plot for Rocky Four and Rocky Five don't really make a lot of sense. Rocky Five, I'll listen. Rocky Four is. A staple. I think Rocky Four is better than Rocky Three, and Rocky Three is very good. But come on, now Rocky Four, just he defeated communism by himself. No, he did. Can you imagine? That's the person that was set to give the English language to people from another country. Like, I mean, that was our. That was the guy, Rocky Balboa, in that situation. He also got back to his roots in Rocky Four. No, he did. He had to train with lumber in the snow. That might be my favorite training montage out of the first one. Whenever they show how Ivan Drago was doing all the new steroid-induced training, and Rocky is just good old American muscle. Just blood, sweat, and tears. No pain. No pain. No pain. And then he's running up the mountain. That might actually be the best Rocky training montages in Rocky Four. That's all Rocky Four is. There's a series of montages. There's not really a story in that movie. Isn't that also the one where we get the robot that says, Happy Birthday, Pauly? Yes. I mean, come on. That is what we get. Oh, that is a cultural it was a weird, icon. It was a weird love story between Pauly and the robot. It's a very, very weird, creepy love story between those two. I mean, I don't know why it's a creepy love story. <laughs> it's this it's Paul it's Polly falling in love with technology and then technology falters when Drago falls. I mean, he's a man, he bleeds. See? Just so good. I want to play some audio for you guys and I don't know why the Chiefs have this effect on everyone the way that they do. So Jed York, he is the CEO, he's the owner of the team, right? He's the owner of the San Francisco 49ers. They don't call him the owner. They call him the CEO, but he, he's the owner of the team. And he was doing a media availability. You know how it goes. Clark will do one next week. I believe he's going to go on with Cody and Gold next week. And Jed was asked about what he remembers 
from the last time that these two teams played each other in the Super Bowl. Here is the owner of the San Francisco 49ers. Here's what he had to say. I mean, I remember Nick Bosa getting held on third long <laughs> and that not getting called. Um, like, it, it's football, right? Like, I, 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 I mean, I should say this. I, I haven't talked to anybody with Detroit. Like, I, I feel for them when you're in a situation where you're up and you think you can win a game and, and make it memorable and, and things go the wrong way. And I've, I've been on good sides of that and I've been on bad sides of that, right? When, when you're up by 10 points against a team in a Super Bowl, you know, thoughts are going through your head like, wow, like we're, we're going to have a parade. Like, you know, somebody's going to Disneyland. Like, this is going to be awesome. And then you don't. And, and that's, that's part of playing in the NFL, right? Like, I... I get pretty tense during games. It's because you, you care so much about what happens. But I personally have next to little, if not zero effect on what happens in the moment of a game. And that, that's why, like, Lynch and I laugh about it all the time. It's like, I would much rather play than watch these games up in the suite. Because, like, when you're out there, you can, you can make a play or not make a play, but you know you did it. But what it means that much to you and you can't affect anything, it, it's a very, very helpless feeling when you're in a, a suite or you're in the stand and you're watching the game. And that's, that's kind of how it is with, with that Super Bowl in Miami. I just thought we had it and then we didn't. It is remarkable to me how the Chiefs have been so good over the last six years despite never beating anybody. Every team that has lost to the Kansas City Chiefs over the last five seasons complains about the officiating or injuries every single time. There has not been one team that the Chiefs have beat over the last five years that just came to the conclusion of, man, the Chiefs are just better than we are. And if we want to beat them, we got to get better. It was a hold in the Super Bowl It was, well, we would have won, but we lost the coin toss. So you had a chance to beat Kansas City in regulation. You couldn't get a stop with 13 seconds. I mean, you get a chance to get the ball back in overtime. The Chiefs went down the field and scored a touchdown, but you, you needed a third opportunity to possibly win the game. It's a hold on James Bradbury. It's a... The Chiefs haven't beat anybody over the last five years. It is just some diabolical behind the scenes plan because it is all fixed for the team in the 34th media market. It is just a large conspiracy to do everything in their power to help that team win. I mean, why wouldn't the NFL want San Francisco to win? That's what one of the 10 biggest cities in the country. I mean, it obviously is skewed. So Kansas city can win and they can screw San Francisco out of the championship. That's it. No, that's exactly what it is. Of all the things you remember from the game, you remember a, a non-hold? That's all you remember? You don't remember the fact that your team was up 20 to 10 with less than nine minutes to go in the game and you lost by double digits? You know how hard that is to do? They didn't just lose the game. They lost by double digits despite being up double digits with less than nine minutes to go in the game. You don't get to complain about the officiating when that happens. No. There was no controversial blown call, no call in the game. You just got beat. It's funny to me how 
Like, the players can acknowledge that Mahomes is different, but, like, never can acknowledge that Mahomes beats you. Like, I was just listening to an interview earlier today with Max Crosby. He's like, hey, I think he's the best quarterback in the league, so I want to test myself up against the best players in the league, and that makes sense. But then when you lose to him, it's like, oh, man, the league was just cheating for you. No, they're just better than you are. You know what I'm happy about for this year's Super Bowl? There shouldn't be any excuses. San Francisco is going to be healthy coming into this game. That's my understanding, right? Brock Purdy's going to be there. Trent Williams is going to be there. Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. These are two really talented, really well-coached, good football teams. The winner is the winner. But you guys know what I say. The blown holding call is the free space of loser bingo. It is the easiest thing. Oh, my guy gets held every time. No, he doesn't. Tell your guy to be better. You had a chance to win. You didn't win. These are the breaks. But I'm sick of it. And as an owner, as a CEO, as a boss, you should be against excuses. We don't allow players to have these excuses. You shouldn't be doing it in upper management. Are we also going to talk about after this alleged hold that happened, the Niners gave up 21 points in nine minutes of football? Because after the alleged hold, Tyreek Hill does not score on that play. There are more plays before the touchdown. The Niners get the football back, leading by three. Kyle Shanahan, Mr. 28-3 himself, throws three pass plays. No time comes off the clock. They punt. The Chiefs then score again to take the lead. Lo and behold, the Niners get the ball back one more time. Jimmy G misses a wide open Emmanuel Sanders. If they complete the that, the, 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 the Niners maybe win the Super Bowl. Chiefs get the ball back in and score again. But they weren't good enough at quarterback, and that's why they spent the top five pick on a quarterback. But no, it was the holding. This is real loser behavior from the Niners. That's what this is. This is small energy is what it is. This is incredibly low vibrational from the San Francisco 49ers. She got beat, bruh. When was I'm honest, when was the last time that a team lost to Kansas City and just tipped their cap and said, hey, they were the better football team? Was it Miami earlier this year? I don't know if you really can blame the officials for the 26-7 thumping that the Dolphins got a couple of weeks ago. But everybody, it's always something. It's a unnecessary roughness penalty. Even though you push Patrick Mahomes six yards out of bounds. It's something every single week. I just don't know why you guys just can't acknowledge that you weren't good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6thandsports.com, and the Odyssey app. Today is the four-year anniversary of the Kansas City Chiefs and their first Super Bowl win since 1970 over the San Francisco 49ers. So what I did was I had Rob cut various plays, highlights, moments over the last four years, and we'll go through them over the course of the show. We'll do that next. We'll continue it. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Kansas City, it's Brett Veach. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Today, we are celebrating. Today is the four-year anniversary of Jet Chip Watt. Kansas City Chiefs won their first Super Bowl since 1970, four years ago today. And we're just going through some of the top plays during these postseason runs. You know, next week, we will dive deep into... Chiefs and Niners will get you ready. But today, you know what? We're still kind of looking back and celebrating how incredible this run has been and hoping that the Chiefs can add to it next Sunday in Las Vegas. Rob cut this play. Now, Rob, I was just thinking about Super Bowl plays, but you had another idea. This is a great moment over the last four years. You're right. And the Chiefs are going to a shotgun set here. On fourth down and inches. They can take the clock down now. The play clock is at 15. The game clock at 126. They can take this thing all the way down to about a minute and 12 seconds. They snap it. They're going for it. They flood it right. Caught Tyreek Hill. Stays in bounds. The same play that they close the game out against New Orleans. They do it to Cleveland and Chad Henney out of the bullpen. Incredible job on a third and 14 scramble for 15. They call 13 and a half. Comes back on a roll to the right side. Deking Cleveland into thinking they were going to run the clock and they find Tyreek Hill on the right flat. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to advance in the AFC playoffs. I think one thing that is pretty remarkable about this run, and this is probably the same for every fan base that has a run the way that the Chiefs have over the last handful of years, is in order for you to accomplish what the Chiefs have been able to accomplish, it's not just going to be from your star players. You're going to need Daniel Sorensen in the divisional round against Cleveland to make a big play at the goal line. You're going to need Daniel Sorensen to make a stop on a fake punt to help get your defense off the field and give the offense a short field and create some momentum. It's going to be a Kadarius Tony punt return in the Super Bowl. It's going to be Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony scoring touchdowns in last year's Super Bowl. It's going to be Chad Henney coming in for a banged up Patrick Mahomes and you still win that game in advance and allow Patrick Mahomes to come back the next season. If you're going to do what the Chiefs have done, you're going to need more contribution than just your small handful of stars, whether it's Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones. They've had a lot of great players over the last four years or so. I think there's probably about 15 to 20 other guys, whether it's a Frank Clark, a Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 
they've gotten a contribution from about 12 to 16 other players that have helped them have so much playoff success over the last few years. We talked about it at the beginning of the playoffs. We didn't talk about it so much before the Miami game, but we talked about it before the game against the Bills. The Chiefs are going to need an X factor to step up to win games. They can't just rely on Pacheco, Rice, uh, Kelsey, Mahomes. They're going to need someone. And we pointed out then, and it has been how the Chiefs have won games. Their stars are always stars. It's the notion in basketball that he's going to get his. You can't stop him. Those guys are going to get theirs. But this run, like every Chiefs successful run, has had moments where a role player stepped up big. That Chiefs team, I think, may have been the best Chiefs team of the Patrick Mahomes era, that 2020 team. They went 14-2 and two in the regular season. I agree. I think that's the best team that they've had, too. Should have been 15-1. and one. They just didn't play in the final week of the season. And in a divisional round game against Baker Mayfield, in a game that looked like they were going to rout the Browns. They came out, and they had started to put it on the Browns. Your star quarterback gets a concussion or a neck injury, whatever it was. There was some we didn't know exactly. And Chad Henney comes in, and he looks just okay But in the biggest moment of the game, he makes two big plays. You see that again last year. Mahomes checks out. We see in quarterback, he's not happy about having to go to the x-ray machine. He checks out. Boom, Chad Henney, 90-yard touchdown drive. Here we go. Like you mentioned Sorensen. Countless players have to make that one play in the brightest moments, and that is going to what wins this Super Bowl, and that is what won Super Bowl in the past for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're right. I wonder if that's sort of a consensus about the 2020 team, how that was the best Super Bowl team that I think they've had so far. I know that was the one that they lost to Tampa Bay, but you remember they won the championship against San Francisco. They bring everybody back for the most part the next year. And that team just completely rolled through the regular season. You remember the only intrigue in the second half was, well, hey, they aren't winning these games in dominating fashion. They're not just rolling over teams. But that team ran through the regular season. That team ran through the postseason. One big thing for me heading into this game to kind of look ahead just a little bit to next week and at least some of the talking points that I'm going to have heading into the game is, it is funny how we watch football for 20 weeks, 21 weeks, and how so much of our memory and how teams are remembered really comes down to how you play in these next 60 minutes. No one outside of Kansas City talks about how good that 2020 team was and how they were hands down the best team in the National Football League that year. But you remember that they lost 31-9 to in the Super Bowl and how they got completely outclassed. And I understand the context of this, but I assure you, the fan who lives in Seattle does not feel bad about Kansas City being so banged up on the offensive line, does not feel bad. It does not know nearly the context that you do as a Chiefs fan. In the biggest moment in the game with everybody watching, the Chiefs went out there and laid an egg. That's what people will remember. I think their defense has been phenomenal. I think their defense has been the best unit in the National Football League. I think it has been better than Miami's offense, better than Baltimore's offense, better than San Francisco's defense. Whatever unit you can suggest, I think their defense has been better and more consistent this year. None of that will matter if they don't play well next Sunday. No one will talk about it outside of Kansas Cityans. Sure, we'll look back and we'll say, hey, that team in 2023, that was the best defense that Patrick Mahomes got a chance to play with. But if you don't bring this thing home, if you don't shut down Christian McCaffrey next week, if you don't defend Debo Samuel really well, if you don't do a great job against Brandon Ayuk, 
the hard work that this defense has put in so far over the course of the season, it will be forgotten in how we talk about sports and what the history books say. This defense, I think, has a chance that not many teams get an opportunity to do. I understand that Patrick Mahomes is going to get a lot of credit, but this team is in the Super Bowl because of how good their defense has been, how good their defense was in the second half in the fourth quarter against Josh Allen, and how good they were last week against the up-to-be next NFL MVP. They are now playing a team that over the last two years, I would say that they have been the second-best offense in the league. Like Kansas City's offense last year was the best offense. Maybe you would argue Philadelphia's offense last year. But a San Francisco team that has a quarterback that is incredibly accurate, has put up really good stats, the best running back in the league, a great one-two punch, and I think has the best offensive lineman in the National Football League, and a future Hall of Fame player in Trent Williams. This is the Super Bowl matchup that we all say. Sometimes you get a team that's hot. Nobody thought the Giants were the best team in 2007 or the second time that they went. We've seen some other teams get there. This is a scenario to me in which I think we have the two best teams of the National Football League over the last couple of seasons. Since Christian McCaffrey has been traded to San Francisco, I think they have been the best team in the NFC, and Kansas City has been the best team in the AFC. This is why we love the NFL so much. Very rarely do we get this, but I really feel like we are getting the best possible matchup next week in the Super Bowl. I I agree somewhat. I think we're getting the best possible matchup because if you look at the sample size that you created over the last two years, if you're creating the sample size of even over the last month, I think we're getting the best matchup. The Chiefs and Niners have shown they are a class above the rest of the NFL this year. And if you're going to take a two-year sample size, I agree. But I don't know this is the best matchup that we've seen in a Chiefs Super Bowl. I thought last year's Eagles-Chiefs game was a better representation of what you're saying. The Eagles were the one seed in the NFC, and even though they had just beaten Danny Dimes and a hurt Brock Purdy, there was a thought that the Eagles were one of those type of teams. They were one of those wow teams. The Chiefs were the one seed in the AFC last year, and I think people will understand last year's Chiefs team was better than this year's Chiefs team. So if your criteria is, hey, it's the two-year sample size of Basically, from start of the 2022 season to now, I agree with you. But I think last year's Super Bowl is the far better matchup. Fans get what they wanted. The two best teams head-to-head, here we go, more so than this year. This year's more the two best teams playing the best at the right moment. This is not purely the better two teams. Yeah, I I mean, I think you could say that about Kansas City. I'm not really sure if you can say that about San Francisco. Like, I think this season, San Francisco has been one of the two best teams in the National Football League all year. I think there's only been two teams that you could argue were the best team. Now, maybe we're talking about like coming into the season, you thought Kansas City, but it has been a long time since we looked at and viewed Kansas City as the best team in the National Football League. It really didn't start to happen until they beat the Buffalo Bills a couple of weeks ago that I think people started to look at them as potentially being the best team in the league. This year, the best team in the league has either been Baltimore or San Francisco. So if you are San Francisco and you want to win a championship, you got to overcome the biggest obstacle in the National Football League, the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you're Brock Purdy, you have to do something that only Tom Brady has been able to do and only Joe Burrow. You got to beat Patrick Mahomes, a Patrick Mahomes who is not dealing with an injury this year, which is rare at this point in the season, a defense that should be firing on all cylinders. We'll see what happens with Willie Gay. But obviously last week, this defense played really well without Willie Gay. 
You got to go up against that team. And if you're Kansas City, you have to beat the two teams that people deem were the best this year to continue to wear your crown. This year, Baltimore was a better team than you for a majority of the season. You beat one of those teams. Now you got to beat the other team. If you want to keep your crown and continue to be looked at as the best team in the National Football League, you got to take care of business on a neutral site next week in the Super Bowl. That's how this thing usually works. It is astonishing to me. I know the saying, the cliche, to be the man, you got to beat the man. But it's astonishing to me every time you say it that only two quarterbacks in the playoffs have beaten Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's like a staggering fact. And I know we're going to have five shows next week to really delve in and grind out and talk deep nerdcore football Chiefs Niners. But we always do the say it out loud test on this show. Does Brock Purdy fit the say it out loud test to be the man by beating the man? Like, I know I've caught slack for my, you know, Ravens pick, and that's fine. But the sentence MVP Lamar Jackson beats Patrick Mahomes is not a sentence that makes you fall out of your chair. The sentence seventh round pick Brock Purdy beats Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is a, I don't know that passes the say it out loud test. So to be the man, you got to beat the man. I think Brock Purdy has a massive challenge ahead because I don't know he is the man that can beat the man. Coming up in a little bit, we'll talk about Rob's team, how they're an underdog for the first time in a long time. We'll talk about that coming up in a bit. But I am picking Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl prediction is going to be 23-17. That feels about right for next Sunday's game. But I'm here to tell you that even though Kansas City might win the Super Bowl next week, they are not going to hold that crown for long, that they are simply keeping that seat warm. For my Chargers, Jim Harbaugh got introduced today. Here's what he said. And we're in, uh, we're in, you know, one of the, one of the great cities there, there is, um, you know, and one thing I know is, is, uh, Los Angeles, Southern California, uh, they respect talent, effort and winning. And, um, and it needs to be multiple, multiple championships. Uh, and that's, we're going to be hum, humble and hungry, uh, but, you know, that's our goal. That's our goal is to, um, you know, treat people in a first-class manner, to win multiple championships, uh, and day by day. You know, now I'm quoting Jackie Harbaugh now. I mean, going to be one day at a time, one game at a time, one play at a time. Did you hear what Jim Harbaugh had to say? He said he's not expecting one championship. He's past that. He's talking about championships with an S. He's talking about plural. Once you pop the fun, don't stop. So Chiefs fans, I'm here to tell you, enjoy this Super Bowl and your parade, but just know that you are a placeholder. You are simply wasting your time until my chargers rise up. I can't wait to pick the chargers in June. Just wait. In March, they're going to go out and they're going to dominate free agency. You and I both know that. Oh, they're going to go out in free agency and they're going to manipulate that cap. They're going to make a couple of moves and they're going to get Justin Herbert all the help that he needs. And then you know what? It's going to be it's going to be a relatively cold day for June. Cold by June standards, you know? going to be real windy rainy you know it's not going to be warm you're not going to be in your shorts that day 
And I'm just going to walk in here and I'm just going to look at Rob and say, man, I think the Chargers are winning the AFC West. And I'm going to say that just to see what happens. Because some people like to see the world burn, and that's me. I like to see the world burn. Los Angeles Chargers, Super Bowl champions, 2025. Where is it at next year? New Orleans? I believe New Orleans, Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be down there. All the beignets and charred broiled oysters that you can eat and watching Justin Herbert defeat Daniel Jones next year in the Super Bowl. It's going to be great. The biggest... I'm sorry, you have the Giants in the Super Bowl, too? That's the craziest part. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got, I got Charger Giants next year. Giants are going to be back. Just you wait. I I used to quietly ride shotgun on your Charger bandwagon. I did a really good job of doing it quietly. No one ever gave me slack for being on the Chargers. You took all of those arrows. I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I don't want Jim Harbaugh to be successful in the NFL. I want to see him fail spectacularly. So you know what? Of course, because you hate greatness. I'm gonna be we, a, we obviously have seen that. I hate, we, he's a cheater. No, you he's hate greatness. You hated on the Chiefs all of the postseason, and now Jim Harbaugh is here, who has always done things on the up and up, who uh-huh. has never been part of a scandal. Of course And not. now, of course, you hate on Jim Harbaugh. Also, tell me how they're going to win the offseason. You with have an unnatural moves. allegiance to losers, and that's not like you. Tell me how they're going to win the offseason with the zero cap space they have. They are currently over the cap. They'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that team's notable for figuring it out in the front office. Yeah, they got Jim Harbaugh now. It's going to correct itself. They have everything you need. If you got Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, what else do you need? You have everything you need. You have the foundation for Chip. It's about coaching quarterback, right? They got a great coach. They got a quarterback. And, uh, Yeah. Championships. That's what they got coming. Somebody said, Rob, that's real rich coming from you about cheaters. You cheer for KU. That is, that is Whoa. that is a lot of Hold. that is a lot of pot calling the kettle black. Hold You're your telling horses. me you don't like Michigan football because they cheat, but you donate to the Williams Scholarship Fund? You support cheaters day in, day out. Correct me if I'm wrong. The FBI announced that KU was a victim in that oh, scab. Yeah, sure they, they were just caught up. They were innocent, and they were just a victim of the larger scheme. And then the NCAA, after basically 17 years of investigating Kansas, determined that, hey, nothing real bad happened. So if self just sits out five games, you good. That was already retroactive punishment. So I'm pretty sure KU came out innocent. The same way OJ was innocent. Okay. All right. See. If the allegations don't fit, you must acquit Kansas. <laughs> Coming up on the other side. Coming up on the other side. Speaking of Kansas, they are an underdog on Saturday at home. I didn't think I would see this. I would take KU to beat the Pistons at home. Vegas has them as an underdog on Saturday against a team in their conference. We got to talk about it. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 